Welcome to the Internet of Things Made Simple. I'm Larry Bohumer. As a reminder, full episodes start weekly on November 1st. In this preview episode, we examine the impact that NASA and the U.S. military spending have had in the world of technology, and specifically how it helps IoT. NASA has been in the news a lot lately, mostly thanks to the new film, First Man, which I have not seen yet, so no spoilers if I run into you in person. I did have the pleasure of hearing Jim Lovell speak a few years back. And for those of you who don't know who he is, first, shame on you, he's a hero of mine. But, to fill you in, he's the character that Tom Hanks played in the movie Apollo 13. When I got to hear him speak, I got a new appreciation of just how forward-thinking what they did was. Not just the Apollo 13 launch, but the whole space program in general. At the beginning of it, there was little, if any, computing power. This is obviously pre-internet days, so connectivity was difficult. And to put it all in perspective, Color TV was just a few years old at the actual first launch. This was all possible thanks to government spending and government investments, both in the military, which we'll talk about more in the IoT section, and in NASA. And this has changed our life forever. Here are five inventions that you probably didn't know that were either developed for or by NASA or the U.S. military. The first was camera phones. While they didn't actually invent the camera phone, a lot of the technology that's used on camera phones today actually started in the 90s from a NASA project. The second one was LASIK eye surgery, and that's helped millions of people around the world ditch their glasses. The third was ear thermometers, and you might wonder why I'm listing this, but it's changed how we take the temperature for our kids, which has helped to improve health. And, by the way, I was lucky. My mom made me open up and say, ah. Some of you are probably cringing at the word thermometer for different reasons. The fourth invention is wireless headphones. And no, they didn't invent the AirPod or whatever device you're using. But a lot of the technology and the way that information is sent back and forth was developed by our friends at NASA. The fifth and final one is the computer mouse. And again, they didn't actually develop it but a lot of the technology that was used to make the first computer mouse came from the space program. And although everyone's just touching their screen now for input, I can't imagine the world of PCs would have taken off the way it did if it wasn't for the computer mouse. After a short five second break, we're gonna talk about how IoT specifically has benefited from government spending. Back soon. Okay, it's time for a shameless plug. In my book, the Internet of Things Made Simple. I have a whole chapter on IoT and the military, where I discuss how the military uses IoT technology to improve productivity and increase safety. At the start of the chapter, I actually list a number of inventions that the military either had done for them or funded that enabled IoT to happen in the first place. Here is my list of the top five. The first is GPS. And yes, GPS has much bigger use in our day-to-day -day life than just IoT. I mean, how else would you find out where the closest Starbucks is if you're traveling? In terms of IoT, GPS has enabled tracking to be done on millions of devices. And that's obviously improved safety and productivity and many other things. The second invention is much, much bigger. And that's the internet itself. The internet started as a method for the U.S. military to be able to communicate between machines 
in the event that something happened to their main communication lines. It then developed, and let's face it, has taken off ever since. However, its roots trace back to the 60s, if you can actually believe that, and that was the original ARPANET project. The third invention is the LED. For some of you, the only way you might know LED is the new light bulbs that you just bought, or perhaps the fact that you see a blinking light on your dishwasher. However, LED technology is used in so many more ways than that. It powers a lot of things like fiber optics and motion sensors, which is very important. It's also behind a lot of the heart rate monitoring that's on that latest Apple Watch and other devices you may have bought. So the LED technology that was developed has changed our life forever, even if you don't always see it. The fourth one is solar energy. And you might wonder, well, other than perhaps that old Casio watch that I used to have that had solar, maybe you've never used it before, so why do I care? Solar is enabling power in a lot of areas that currently do not have access to power. Like third world countries and remote areas, it's allowing these people to have power, often for the first time. And that's obviously powering a lot of IoT devices. In my book, I have a whole chapter on IoT in the developing world. That entire chapter doesn't happen, for the most part, without solar energy. The last one can get a bit nerdy, so I'm just going to talk very high level. And that's the fact that spending by the military and NASA helped to simplify circuit board manufacturing. And yes, that's the little board that's inside of pretty much every device you have in your house that has any kind of electronics on it. By simplifying how boards are manufactured, or by providing technology that allowed that to happen, that's lowered the cost and made boards more efficient, which has allowed technology to be put into many more devices than probably ever would have been. So these five things are ways that IoT has benefited from spending by the U.S. government, namely through defense and NASA. In the final segment, we're going to talk about what happens now, because all those inventions that I spoke about were from previous money. Where should the government be investing money going forward? What areas will help us with the next breakthroughs? Back in a sec. Before I get started on government investment in this segment, I do want to point out that I don't like paying taxes any more than you do. I do believe we have to use the government money wisely, and that's why I believe these three things shouldn't be considered so much spending. I look at them more like a government investment. The first is improve access to the internet. And no, I'm not talking about spending money deploying 5G technology to Manhattan. Most people in Manhattan have access to high-speed connectivity today. I'm talking more about rural areas that are currently underserviced and some of them even still using dial-up connectivity. By providing a faster access to the internet, we're going to enable a lot of technologies in those communities that will make life better. And that's everything from telehealth to remote learning for students to government programs now being online. I believe the money we would spend to do this would be returned many times over. The second one is artificial intelligence. And yes, there's already billions of dollars being spent by Silicon Valley and by other investors on AI. But spent right, an investment from the government could help this grow even faster. I believe they could actually fund 
a lot of investment through things like tax breaks, incentives, retraining, these kind of things. I want them to spend money enabling the next platforms to come out. We're going to do a show on AI next as our final preview episode. And you're going to see in many cases, North America is the leader and is not the leader in AI. And I don't believe this is something we want to fall behind on. The third one, I might be a bit selfish because it obviously will help IoT. And that's the idea of spending money on big data. And yes, there are a number of companies out there, whether it be you know the Microsofts, the Amazons, the Googles of the world, who are investing really heavily in the idea of big data or taking all this information from sensors and other input and doing analytical numbering on it. However, I think we need to have a next generation of companies come out. And that's where I believe the government can help. In terms of what could they do, as I mentioned, tax breaks and incentives are great. I think we need to fund much more education in these areas. I've spoken about that previously, about ways we have to change investments. And one of them was to encourage more kids to go into the STEM, or science, technology, engineering, and math studies. This is one area the government can definitely help. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. As I mentioned, full episodes start very soon on November 1st. As always, they're going to be available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and I believe about 10 other different podcatchers. So definitely look for it. I also recommend you look at our updated webpage, the Internet of Things Made Simple.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Larry Bohumer. <laughs>